Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We're going to get started. Um, congrats to everybody that followed last week. Uh, many of you have heard or know from your bank accounts. We were 17 and two combined record. I can't believe Jake lost us on that Michigan one. Uh, Jake, uh, terrible on you there. Oh yeah, my, my bad. I mean, that, I, I told everyone. No value at all. Yeah, look. Yeah, I told everyone to hedge it. Hedge it the last day. Well, no. Um, let me say this. Look, I, I, you know, Bowman. I think you went soft on him. I was demanding an apology. That's what I went. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I sincerely apologize. That's a great job, my, my everybody. Mission, great yeah. job all around. Well done. Yeah. So that honestly, that should have won too. A couple umpire mistakes, but it's college baseball, and that's also why we love it. But. So we're going to go through Super Regionals today. We're going to go through every series from a gambling perspective. And we're also going to share any thoughts that we have on Game 1 since those lines are out, uh, if we have any. Um, we're not going to talk about every Game 1 uh, line. And once again, this will be recorded. AB is going to hopefully clean it up for us and post it to the Sportsline Early Edge channels. So you can go back and listen and, and fast forward to any series that we're talking about. Um and yeah, otherwise we want to. I want to get started here. Uh, last time I forgot to explain how regionals worked, and I regretted that. So I want to explain how Super Regionals and the College World Series works for those of you that don't know. So Super Regionals, there are 16 teams left, and each team is matched up with another regional winner. It's a three-game series at all at one place. So one team's home for all three games. If you win two, you win the series and you make it onto the College World Series. Uh, in general, you really only need a couple dominant pitchers in this type of format as opposed to the double elimination styles and regionals and the College World Series. Um, and you don't need as much pitching depth because you're not playing as much games. So hitting, hitting can win you games. Um, other than that, we'll get started. Um, we'll go to the Blacksburg Super Regional. We've got Virginia Tech minus 195 against Oklahoma plus 160. Uh, Virginia Tech has looked dominant through their regional, honestly. They're on fire. Um, I love them in this regional, but I don't think there's any value at minus 195 really at all, um, especially in a three-game series. It bounce goes one way, and that's the series for the other team. So, uh, Jake, you got anything here? Yeah, I don't think there's much value here. Oklahoma is one of the hottest teams in the country as well. Virginia Tech's 32 and 5 at home this season. The one thing that does concern me is uh, Drew Hackenberg has gotten hit a bit lately. So I'm thinking that overs might be the play in this series. Maybe you got anything? Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you guys that there's not much value on 195, um, you know, to win the Super Regional. Now, um, you know, looking at, you know, the actual game line, you know, 145, if you like Virginia Tech at that, and that, you know, Friday night or Friday day opener, actually, it's 3 p.m. Eastern. 145 is an attractive price. I'll put myself down uh, an official pick on Virginia Tech in game one money line uh, to win that. Um, but other than that, that's a, that's the only official play that I have on this super regional, but I will say you're absolutely going to see, um, let's just say uh, a trend that I'm going to follow in the rest of them. Uh, but yeah, in this one, just game one, give me Virginia tech money line minus minus one forty five. I like, I like it. it. I like yeah. it. Uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go with over 12 and a half, which you could get on Caesars. Yeah, there's, I think on DK it's 13 right now. So 13. Won't be over there, yeah. Jake. And so Oklahoma's starter is a lefty, which is very interesting because Virginia Tech's bats are lefty heavy. Their stud freshman Carson DiMartini is a lefty. Gavin Cross is a lefty. Um, I think they have a couple other outfielders that are lefties. So that's going to be a, a very interesting to see, but I still like over 12 and a half here. Yeah, so, and y'all know, you've seen that even when Jake posts an over, it can go up even like a run, two, three runs within the hour. Like, these lines are extremely volatile because not a ton of people bet on them. So, 
when people do and they're all on one side, they will steam up. So it's important if you hear an over under that to get it now because Jake had obviously you already said it was what 12 and a half earlier. So Twelve and a half on Caesars, thirteen on DraftKings. So I, I, I wanted to say, Bowman, real quick, you, you just brought up an excellent point that everyone does need to know that you know with all of these sports that are going on, especially the NBA Finals, like that's going to take a ton of attention away. But what you're what exactly what you said, like you're going to find value now. There's been a little bit of betting, like once the lines initially came out earlier this week, but it's going to go like pretty much public radio silent until that day so you're going to see starting on friday and then starting on saturday like these money lines especially game money lines will move like crazy we had like stanford like 170 in a game on the show 10 minutes after the show it was you know minus 230 and that's not us like because of the show like it's just because when it's that time it's that day they're gonna move like crazy so yeah the earlier you could get them the better yeah, and that's a good point. Uh, and last thing I want to say about this super is, like you said, AB, you're on. You like the game line in Game One, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's money line is minus one forty-five. I really like that too, considering for the series they're minus one ninety-five. As Jake mentioned, Oklahoma's uh, number one starter, the guy who's probably going to go, is a lefty, and a lot of Virginia Tech's bats are lefties. But at the same time. You get a couple runs, you get even a couple walks off a guy, and he's going to be immediately pulled. Um, so I really like the value in game one there, minus 150 as well. Um, it's probably uh, well, a good play for me. One more thing, and then I, I promise I'll let you move on no, to the next one. An- another thing is this. Understand the way that Super Regionals are broken down. I don't have the exact number, but teams that win game one win the series. Like It's like 81% of the time because essentially if you win game one, the other team has to beat a team that just beat them, right, with with less better pitching, that's terrible English, two games in a row, right? Yeah. Like, so pay attention to that as well. Like, which teams win uh, their game one of that series? They have a massive advantage going into the rest of it. Yeah, it, I, I, it's a good point, around four to five times. So that's pretty heavy. Um, all right, we'll go on to the next one here. Uh, we've got Chapel Hill Reed Super Regional. Uh, North Carolina minus 120, Arkansas minus 110, essentially a pick 'em. Uh, Arkansas made the College World Series in 2019 and 2018, but they've never won. Uh, they finished second to Oregon State. They lost in the final series in 2018. Um, I think this regional is going to be extremely competitive. Uh, I think either team could come out of this series, honestly. Um, I might lean UNC at home just because they've been so dominant at home. Uh, I think Jake has the exact number on what they are, but I also think that Arkansas is gifted a pretty easy regional. Um, and yeah, so so I would probably lean UNC here, but Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I think the line's pretty dead on. I think this is pretty even, 50-50. Uh, UNC's 33-7 and seven at home, and I think Arkansas is just eight and seven on the road this season, so they haven't played many road series during SEC play. I would probably be on the under if this game were at the beginning of the season with Connor Nolan versus Max Carlson, but Car- Car- Connor Nolan's gotten roughed up a bit lately. I think I lean UNC game one, but it's not an official play. I'm still looking into it. Maybe what do you got? I think yeah. I do. I do. Now, look, I'll tell you exactly how to play this. Right. Because I agree with everything that you guys said. Like this is true. There there are a couple uh, super regionals here that are absolute like just toss ups in terms of both teams can absolutely come out there and win. So the way that I'm playing it is this is I'm taking Arkansas to win the super regional. Okay, and I think that's priced at like minus 110. North Carolina is minus 120. I'm taking Arkansas to win the Super Regional. I'm also playing. You can play series totals, and that's what I was talking about. You're going to see me hit these a lot. And essentially, all the numbers are set at over under how many games are played in each Super Regional, over under two and a half. So it's like hockey betting. Essentially, what you're doing is you're betting if both teams are going to win one game. And I think that this is absolutely one that you're going to have it. So whether you play Arkansas or whether you play North Carolina, go ahead and put yourself in on the over two and a half games in that series. It's priced at minus 130, very you know attractive price. You're, you're, you're likely going to hit at least one. And if, you, and if you do it correctly, you'll hit both. So I'm going to play Arkansas to win it. Uh, at minus 110, and I'm also going to play uh, over two and a half games in the series at minus 130. 
I really yeah. like that. I, I'm all I'm all in with you there. Over two and a half games in this series. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a very close series. I can see both teams squeaking by, and the game one, game two, and then I think yeah, I think those three. Yeah, and AB, I saw your tweet about that earlier too. I didn't even realize they had game spreads, but immediately yeah, when I saw that tweet, I noticed that every single spread was set at two and a half, and yep. none of them are really juiced heavily. So I, my immediate thought was take every over two and a half. Hundred percent. Yep. You know what? Like, I, I, like legitimately, that's not a bad play because you're gonna you're gonna do eight overs. They're all priced. Like, even if you go to Stanford, like. You know, under two and a half is minus 145, over two and a half plus 115. Or if you go to like Tennessee, under two and a half minus 170, over two and a half plus 140. Like if you play all eight on the over two and a half, like you're probably going to hit minimum five. Like honestly, right? Like you'll probably hit, you might hit eight. You might hit seven, right? So like I said, you're going to see a trend here. I'm playing the hell out of them uh, because it's, it's just very, very attractive. And you're going to look like Notre Dame in game one's not throwing their number one pitcher. They're using him on Saturday. So you're going to see a little bit of gamesmanship between teams. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, I'm pretty much playing every single one of them. And if you play every one of them, I think it's a pretty good strategy here. Yeah, and that's a good point there, the gamesmanship. It, th- these types of series are so interesting because you don't know. It, I love to see how managers play them because you don't know if a manager, if they go down immediately, if they're going to keep going with their top reliever or if they're going to go to maybe their backup guy, kind of sending a message to their team that, that they're going to mail it in. Uh, for example, the uh, in the American Baseball Championship, I was watching the Tulane-ECU game, and it was an elimination game for Tulane, but not for ECU. And Tulane goes up 4-0, and uh, Cliff Godwin immediately puts in Carter Spivey. They're probably their best reliever, one of their best pitchers all season, down 4-0. And what do they do? They come back and end up winning that game. So it's super interesting what kind of message a manager sends to players and how they respond, especially if they go down early or go up. Um, all right, so it might have some plays on that, but we all really like the, that series to go three games. We'll go to the College Station next. Um, Jake, you have anything else there? No, I was looking at Connor Nolan's game log, uh, and he's given up five more runs in three of his last five starts. Connor Nolan, which team? He's Arkansas's ace. Okay. So Connor Nolan, Arkansas's ace, hasn't been great lately. And I I mean, I think UNC has the relief edge too. So, I, I yeah, I mean, this is definitely a pick em though. But, and then game one, Arkansas is minus 120. Do either of you guys have anything there? Jake, you just mentioned that Arkansas's ace isn't pitching well. Yeah, I, I'd probably stay off. I'd lean UNC game one, and then I'd probably I like Arkansas game two right now. So I'm just going to play what AB said with the over two and a half games in the series. Cool. All right, we'll go to uh, College Station next. The College Station Super Regional. We've got Texas A&M is favored minus 150 against Louisville. They're plus 120. Louisville made it to the College World Series back in 2019 and in 2017, but they've never won it. Uh I wanted to fade Louisville. To me, it seemed like they had a super regional, easy regional, and they benefited greatly from being at home. Um, I think they should have lost to Michigan. They could have very easily lost to Michigan, and that's with what was it? I think it was a seven-zero lead uh, in that championship game. Um, so I really like A and M here, really on the basis of fading Louisville. But Jake, I wanted you to. I don't know much about A and M to be honest. So if you have anything there, I'd love to hear it. So AM, they have a new coach, Jim Schlossnagel, a longtime TCU coach. He's a great coach, one of the better coaches in college baseball. They were a little under the radar at the beginning of the season. I think a couple people might have had them in their top 25, not many. Their pitching was their biggest concern. They have a bunch of grad transfers who have been raking all season. They have a sophomore, Jack Moss, first baseman from Arizona State, who's been raking. They, I just like their bats. I think they have some pitchers, Micah Dallas, I think he transferred from Texas Tech, I want to say. He's been one of their better pitchers. Nathan Detmer has had has been really good at times. He's struggled a bit lately. I'm trying to see if Micah Dallas is pitching game one. If so, I like the value on AM. I like the value on AM to win the series. I think um I think the over might be the best play 
but I'm going probably A&M and over. Maybe you got anything? Yep, playing over two and a half games in this one, minus 115. And look, the pricing on this, over two and a half, minus 115, under two and a half, minus 115. So right there, you know, at a dime and a nickel on either side. I'm going to play over two and a half. I don't have anything on series winner uh, or games winner because, quite frankly, I like Texas A&M's hot, uh, but so is Louisville. Like, these are two teams that are very, very good, and they will capitalize on your mistakes. So it's essentially one of those to where who makes the big mistake first? Um, yeah, and once somebody does – Dude, the other one it will jump all over it. So, yeah, give me over two and a half. This, this series will be a lot of fun. But, yeah, give me over two and a half games, minus 115. Yeah, so yeah. over under is set at 14 and a half on Caesars. I think it's similar on DraftKings. Yeah. I, I love over in any Louisville game. Um, yeah. If, if they win, it's because they scored 10 runs because they're giving up eight runs per game. Their pitching staff really scares me. They have Jared Poland, who's been good at times. But he's been roughed up. Um, but looking at DraftKings, the series um, – has Texas A&M at minus 150. But on the Caesars, you get Texas A&M at plus 110 in game one. I think I'm going to ride with that. You know what will be funny? Like, this is going to be one of those series to where let's just, like, assume and say, like, that it goes three games. Like, this is going to be the one where it'll go three games and the series is tight, but all three games, like, there will be a blowout, right? Like, it'll be, like, 15 to 4, 15 to 4, 15 to 4, and, like, it's split, you know, and somebody wins on, like, Sunday or Monday. Yeah, like, this... This one's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, give me the over two and a half there. That, that was like Louisville won 20 to one on Sunday. And then Monday they won by two runs. Yeah. 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 And I think that's even reflected in the game one line. As you see Texas A&M, you mentioned they're plus 110 on uh, – not sure what you said there, but they're minus 115 on DK, which is literally a pick em. So – I think it's interesting that the books think that probably all three games are going to be a pick em, but A&M's minus 150. Um, all right, you guys got anything else there? Nope. All right, we will go on to Corvallis, the super regional there. Uh, Oregon State, minus 165. Auburn, plus 135. Auburn made a College World Series run in 2019. That was their first appearance since 97. Uh, they were two and, up, two and out, though, when... They lost both games they played. Uh, Oregon State won the College World Series in 2018. Uh, Jake and I were talking earlier. We believe Cooper here is going to go Friday, and I think he'll probably go in relief Sunday again. I think their series actually start. Is it starts Saturday, it, I want to say? Oh, uh, you might be right. I think that's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So he has extra day rest, which is. Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It does start Saturday. So he does get. uh, So he's on normal rest now going Saturday. So I think he'll probably start Saturday. Well, he will start Saturday. And then my guess is on Monday, if it goes to a third game, he'll appear in relief. Um, Yeah, I I like Oregon State here. Um, AB, I know you've mentioned. We'll change it up the order because I know you mentioned uh, you don't like how certain teams have to travel cross country. And you've mentioned how Auburn's traveling all the way to Corvallis here. So what do you got on this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Oregon state to win, um, you know, the, uh, the series. Um, yeah. I, I, I just don't like that, that far travel and look, Auburn's been hot, but when you mix in a week off plus, you know, the travel going all the way up there, it, it bats can get cold in a hurry. I think Oregon state in game one is probably a good play, but I'm taking Oregon state to win the super regional. I'm also taking over two and a half games just in case to hedge myself there. Um, but I, I, I again, like I, I like Oregon state here. Uh, they, they're a solid baseball team. I know that they had a little trouble with Vanderbilt, um, you know, in that final game of the uh, regional, uh, but Vanderbilt is, they're one of those teams that, do not let them hang around in the game, right? Like, just do do not do it. Tim Corbin's way too good of a manager. Uh, Bradfield could steal too many. Man, Bradfield literally, we talked about it last week, that dude in the title game literally manufactured his entire, like a run. Like, the guy gets walked yeah. and then just stole every base, right? Like, that's what Vanderbilt does. And Vanderbilt's a better team than Auburn overall. Auburn's just been hot. So I, I, I'm going to take – I'm going to roll Oregon State to win the, the, the Super Regional. Uh, and then I'm going to take over two and a half games there uh, just in case I need it. Don't know if I will, but, yeah, man, those are my two. Awesome. I like it. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I don't have a play on the series, but I think I really like over two and a half. Um, I don't – 
I don't think I, I lean Auburn, I think. But I think it goes three games. Yeah, and we we uh, talked about this earlier, right? Oregon State's just like a complete team, but the problem with just complete teams are their bats. They don't really have anybody that stands out, right? It, it's they just have like, two guys. They have two guys. Two guys. Jacob Melton, there um, has been one of their studs. They have two outfielders, Jacob Melton, and then one other guy, and then they have a, a true freshman second baseman from Australia named Travis Bazana, who's been really really good at times, but he, he's also been quiet lately. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it's – so I guess the, what's the worry there for you then, Jake, for with Oregon State? I just think Auburn is playing hot. I, they weren't playing hot heading into the tournament, but they had an easy slate last weekend. They looked really good. Sonny Deshera, their first baseman, uh, big Sonny D, he could rake. I, I think – Sonny D. <laughs> big Sonny D. I mean, I think all these games could be really, really close. It, the – thing that scares me is I don't know when Auburn's going to pitch Joseph Gonzalez or what they're going to do with their rotation. Oregon State has the better arms. I think Oregon State wins closely in game one, and then Auburn wins game two if they pitch Gonzalez game two, and I think game three is a toss-up. I think the value with Auburn at plus money is where I'm leaning, but I don't have official play. I really like it to go to three games, though. Well, so, Jake, I like how you mentioned that – their Auburn starter, you don't know if he'll go. So this this series starts on Saturday as well. Um, if he'll go on Saturday or Sunday, um, that's a good. As in somebody who doesn't know the tendencies of either manager from an outsider and seeing C- Cooper here be starting the first game, if I were the Auburn manager, I would start my ace in game two and try to steal one in game one. That's what you I think they do. That's yeah, what they do. You um, mentioned Herpy hasn't been that great lately either. He was. He's been so pretty good relief, but he, in his relief effort. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, to give you, you know, perspective, like that's exactly what Notre Dame's doing against Tennessee. Now, I know that, you know, Notre Dame's won, you know, he threw a ton of pitches, you know, obviously in the regional. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple teams kind of do that, right? Like just say, yeah. all right, you know what? Like we're going to give ourselves the advantage in two. We're going to try to steal game one. Like I, I think that that's, it's a brilliant strategy, man. So you, you're going to see a little bit of that for sure. Especially yeah. if rain is a factor, because that's what happened with Notre Dame last week. They started John Michael Bertrand. They went one inning before a rain delay and then pitched the entire uh, last game of the series. Yeah, and so you'll see that reflected in Oregon State in game one is minus 165, too. And I would, if I were Auburn, I would pitch my ace in the second game. And I think the play here, guys, is Oregon State in game one. They're only minus 165 right now. I think what's going to happen is they're going to pitch Herpy, and then Auburn's going to announce that they're going to start their second guy, and this line is going to shoot up, maybe even a minus 200. So I think a good play here would be Oregon State at minus 165. Worst-case scenario, you're, you still have your ace, and you're just going against Auburn's ace as well. So I think there's more value to be gained there if you play it here than to be lost. Completely um, agree. You guys got anything else there? Nope. All right, let's go to the Greenville Super. Uh, ECU, Texas minus 170 versus ECU, or plus 140. So Texas made it to the College World Series semis last season, but ECU has never made it to the College World Series. They've made it to Supers plenty of times. Um, I wasn't, I'm not sure on the number. I don't want to like just splurt something out, but. It was something very high. They've either made it to regionals or supers. This is all very different. But they either made it to regionals or supers around 30 times, and they haven't made it to the College World Series yet. So that is the hump that they're trying to get over. Texas has the pedigree. ECU doesn't. But I also think Texas should benefit greatly from ECU's small ballpark. Um, it, it's really small there. Um, anybody can hit it out. Um, I want ECU to win. I Coming from the American Conference, I want them to be represented, but I just think this is a terrible matchup for them. Um, so I'm leaning Texas. This might be a play for me. Uh, Jake, what do you got? So this is two years in a row that ECU's gotten a really tough matchup in the Supers. Last year they played Vandy, like I said last week, and now they played Texas. And even though East Carolina got the eight seed, they have to play nine seed Texas, which, which is a rough draw. I think the line's pretty dead on where it's at what is it texas at minus 170 you said yep i think that's yeah i'm i lean texas i don't i don't love it 
I think East Carolina could steal one. I'm interested to see what they do with their pitching. I don't mind maybe ECU run line in game one, plus one and a half, minus 130, if they pitch C.J. Mayhew. So I'll be looking out for the pitching matchup. Yeah, and interesting to see when Carter Spivey comes in, if he's saved to start a game or if he comes in to relieve a game. He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife for ECU, as I mentioned earlier, and Cliff Godman will use him in pretty much any scenario where they could have a win. So my guess is if they're winning in game one, they'll bring him in to try to close it. Um, and then if he blows it, then he doesn't. He can't pitch probably until game three. So that's big there. Uh, A.B., what do you got here? Yeah, so these are two really good baseball teams. Um, look, if this were in Texas, I, I would say Texas wins both, right? But the fact that it is in East Carolina, like I think that they do grab at least one. I think this is a perfect play to go over two and a half games. It priced at minus 110. Under two and a half is minus 120. So, you know, Vegas is showing a little bit of its hand there. Um, but I- I'm going to go over two and a half. Uh, this is also a good one that, you know, you play the over two and a half and then play your winner, you know, as well. Like if you like ECU or you like Texas, you can kind of, you know, g- you can hedge yourself, and but also give yourself the shot at hitting both because we likely do see a game three in this one. Uh, especially like you said, like that's another good point too, that <laughs> – you know, their stadium, their field is, it's a hitter's park. Same thing in Knoxville, man. Like, it's a, we saw it. Like, it's a hitter's park, man. And, and when you've got guys that can put them out that normally don't, you know, blast bombs constantly, that changes games quickly. So, long story short, man, give me the over two and a half games in this series. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and as you said, it's a hitter's ballpark. Texas has the home run leader this year, Ivan Melendez. Uh, the Hispanic Titanic, who's hit 30 bombs. The first guy to hit 30 bombs since Chris uh, Chris Bryant did. That dude can mash. And what a nickname, too, dude. That's a great nickname. Yeah, he can mash for sure. Um, Yeah, yeah, give me the over two and a half, this one. Like, these are two really good baseball teams. Absolutely. So, and then, so for game one, it's interesting. We got Texas minus 165. And as I mentioned, ECU doesn't really have that one guy. They have a, a lot of guys that they can just mix mix and match um but the over under is only nine and a half do either of you guys have a lean on that or play there or on the money line i don't have a play there just because it's such a good pitching matchup i'm assuming cj mayhew starts and against pete hansen but i mean i lean over just because it's like you said small ballpark Man, I'll, I'll tell you this. These are two teams that their success model, and this is going to sound dumb because it's it's everybody's success model, but these are two teams that are very good at scoring runs in the first inning. Texas does it constantly. ECU did it constantly, right? Like, they're both known to put up, you know, two in the top of the first, two in the bottom of the first, wherever they at, you know, in that game. So nine and a half, that's an attractive one. You know, but I, I, I could also see this being like a Vanderbilt Stanford type of game, you know, from like a couple of years back where it's like you have two good, two solid fundamental teams that are not excessively great at one thing. They're just really good and fundamental at everything that you just don't get a ton of hits, even though it is a hitter's park. Right. So you've got that worry there, but that's a low number. If you're going to attack, a, 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 you know, a total, that's one to get after right there. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I wanted to say here is, um, yeah, sorry, but just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> It'll come back. Yeah, I thought it was important, but I guess it wasn't that important. So we'll just go on to the Hattiesburg Super. Um, so we've got Southern Miss minus one twenty versus Ole Miss minus one ten. Uh, this game starts on Saturday. This series starts on Saturday. Huge rivalry matchup here in Hattiesburg. These two teams split the two games in each of the past two seasons. These teams are actually 16 and 16 overall against each other. Uh, Southern Miss is five and three at home all time. I think I like Ole Miss. Uh, the Southern Miss bats worry me, which is why I'd lean Ole Miss. Ole Miss seems to be able to win both low scoring, be able to win both low scoring and high scoring games. Um, whereas it seems like Southern Miss, although they did beat LSU in the high-scoring game, LSU, that was the back end of the pitching, um, and that was in the three-game series. That actually reminds me what I was going to say about uh, Texas ECU, but it's also in general, is you when one of these teams would get up, you'll see the other team's big heavy hitters come in to close the game, and especially in game one, game two, because there's not a 
rest of a double elimination tournament to save these guys. So you will see a lot of, I think you will see a lot of unders in the first game of this series because you'll see a lot of these closers coming in early and going multiple innings. Um, but then back to Southern Miss. So I would probably lean Ole Miss there. And it's interesting, game one, Southern Miss, they're favored minus 120, but they do have the pitching matchup or the pitching advantage. Uh, Jake, I know you like Southern Miss. I'm not sure if you're playing them, though. What do you like here? Yeah, I think I like Southern Miss to win the series at minus 120. They're, it's interesting. They're minus 120 to win the series, and they're minus 120 in game one. If you if you would have told me a month ago that Ole Miss is in the Super Regionals, I would not have believed you because their pitching was a mess. Um, they weren't hitting either particularly well. Um, Southern Miss just has the arms. They have Tanner Hall, Hurston Waldrip. They had a guy come out of nowhere and go five innings in relief in, against LSU. I think their arms are going to play. It's at home. I, I don't take the uh, midweek games into consideration here because they didn't throw their weekend guys. So that even though they split, I, don't, I throw that away. I, I like Southern Miss. AB, what do you got? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go opposite side here of Jake. I'm going to go Ole Miss to win it. Um, I think that the rivalry aspect will absolutely help uh, really both teams. But Ole Miss... Like, there's no hotter team in the country than Ole Miss, especially at the plate. They're super aggressive. And they've got a lot of that Tennessee style in them in the sense of, like, they don't mind being the villain. And they don't mind being, that like, that guy. And especially when it's at Southern Miss, against Southern Miss. Their fans know each other. These people went to high school together. These players played high school ball against each other, most of them. Like, these guys know each other for sure. Uh, and you're going to see fireworks in it. So it's going to be super close because both teams are good. But Ole Miss's bats are super live right now. Uh, they don't have to travel far at all. Uh, I'll take Ole Miss to win. And if you're ever going to play an over two and a half in a series, this yeah. is it right here. I'm going to take the over two and a half. And, uh, you know, to, to, to prove that this is the highest price of any of the eight Super Regionals uh, to play the over two and a half at minus 140, right? So they're showing you like, yeah, like this is probably going to go three games. So, yeah, give me Ole Miss to win the, the Super Regional and give me over two and a half games at minus 140. Yeah, it is wild to me that that's still only minus 140 and that that's the highest because I, yeah. that means even if you go four and four, those over two and a halves aren't terribly juiced. You would at least come out even um, and probably even with a profit if you go four and four. Yep. Um, but honestly, I, 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 I'm with both of you. I could see this series going either way. I could. I believe arguments for both sides. Um, so this is going to be super interesting. This is really like your only rivalry matchup. So I think this is going to be the most interesting uh, series to watch. I think this will be the best series to watch. So I might have a play on Ole Miss there, but we'll see. All right. Uh, you guys got anything else there or on game one? Just to point something out. So I think Texas is minus 170 to win this series on DraftKings. They're minus 150 on Caesars. So... I would give Caesars definitely give Caesars a look at some of their lines. Some of them are more favorable. Some of them are less favorable. But look at all the books before you place a bet. Yeah, that's a good point, especially now, like this time of year when lines are shifting a ton. Um, and in a sport like college baseball where books don't necessarily know what they're doing. So they kind of put lines out there and wait for the lines to be moved by the public. Um, all right. You guys got anything else there? Anything on game one? Nope. Nope. All right. We'll go to the Knoxville Super Regional then. Uh, two more here. Tennessee is favored minus 400 against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's plus 290. Uh, Tennessee would be making back-to-back -back College World Series appearances if, they've win if they win. They've never won a College World Series. Uh, I kind of like the value on Notre Dame, honestly, just because this line is so ridiculous. But I don't think there's any chance that I'm going to bet against the Vols. Uh, Tennessee in game one, it's actually minus 330, which is also interesting. But I, I believe also, AB, this is the highest or uh, the best value, I guess, we would get in terms of the over two and a half. And I would not hate that play at all. I think that would be your best play here as opposed to a Notre Dame money line on one of the first two games, because it is very possible that Tennessee wins both of the first two games. But if we play an over two and a half, then 
we're at plus money. We can only lose a unit. Whereas if we play Notre Dame in the money line in each of the first two games, we could use to lose both units. Yep. So, yeah. That's what I got there. AB, you got anything? You're right. Like you're absolutely right. Like you're, you're going to have to like kind of dig around here to find your value. Um, I, I think Tennessee wins the series. Uh, although I'm not going to bet it because you know, it's so high. Um, I, I, you know, if you're going to go under two and a half minus 170, I, I, I get it. I, I certainly do. Um, but, you know, again, like risk is there, you know, and what do we do with Tennessee? Like they they saw some adversity, you know, in the regionals. You know, it, it wasn't a walk in the park. The score looked it at the end, but in the games, it, it was not necessarily that way at all. Right. So I think if you're going to look for value, uh, you know, Notre Dame. In terms of, you know, stealing a game, uh, playing it over two and a half, like that's where it's going to be. I have no plays on this one. Um, I'll say this, you know, your pitching matchup again, we talked about it. Tennessee is going to throw Tidwell game one. Notre Dame is going to throw their ace in game two, meaning you're going to get Dollander for Tennessee in game two, who is a, a phenomenal pitcher, but did not look good. Um, in the regional. So we'll see if he has a bounce back game. Um, But yeah, long story short, nothing from me just because the juices are, there's just too much risk here that you'd have to pay. So yeah, nothing official from me. Yeah. And Jake, I'll let you go in a second, but uh, I want to say one thing real fast is Jake and I were talking to your point, AB. I think Jake said he bet Tennessee on the run line in every game that they played and it hit in every game. But I think that's, they were down in two of them. They were tied in like the eighth inning in three of them. So, but Jake, you can you go ahead now. Yeah, real quick, real quick, and I want to say it. Then Jake, you go ahead. Like you're right. Like that's the scary part. Like playing Tennessee run line is extremely profitable, right? Unbelievably profitable. But at times, man, like you're gonna sweat it. But this team can score. Like they score six or seven runs in an inning every single game and it's usually late like so yeah you'll look like it's not gonna hit and then all of a sudden they win by five right so yeah man like that that's not a bad play so i just wanted to say that sorry good yeah like the dodgers are kind of bloop 100 that's all of a sudden perfect exa- that, yep that's a perfect analogy they, that's absolutely perfect yep yeah and uh uh, the last thing I'll say, and then Jake will finally let you go, <laughs> is that um, in these three-game series, Tennessee's depth, where they have the serious advantage depth-wise, might not be tested. You know, they might not be able to get that advantage because it's just a three-game series. So you'll kind of just see the top guys in either team. All right, Jake, we'll let you go now. All right, so now that I know John Michael Bertrand's pitching game two against Chase Dollander and Blake Tidwell's going game one, I like the value on Tennessee run line minus one and a half and minus 170 on Caesars in game one. Tidwell is finally fully extended. Um, he pitched seven and two thirds innings, albeit against Alabama State in game one of the regionals. But I, I mean, it's hard to bet against Tennessee at all. I don't like the value on the series, but I do like it minus one and a half in game one. Yeah, I will say looking back, so I did a little bit of research looking into the previous College World Series um, just to see which teams made it, to remind myself really which teams made it, and then uh, to remind myself which teams made it deep in the College World Series. And basically what I got, just a reminder, we didn't have the College World Series in 2020, and then in 2021 last year was affected by COVID as well. So we haven't really had like a true College World Series since 2019. which is interesting, but when we, the, the winners have usually been, you know, the top three teams or one of the top three teams in the regular season. It, it isn't usually a team that comes out of nowhere. I mean, I believe it was Coastal Carolina in, I want to say like 2016, that kind of came out of nowhere. You will have those teams that come somewhat out of nowhere. There's smaller Fresno State did it one year. Uh, yeah. yeah, but to your point, like chalk eats. Like chalk eats of the regional, chalk eats of the super regional. Yep. Uh, you know, it, once you get to the co- you know college world series, like the games are all the lines are pretty tight. But to your point, yes, like this is a sport that the better team usually wins because you know this Super Bowl anybody can win because it's one game, sixty minutes. When you have to win a three game series, generally the talent that's better comes out on top. Yeah, or and then in the double elimination tournaments too, the teams that have the depth are usually the teams that come out of it. Whereas, I mean, I'll even say that the three game tournaments are a little touchy because you could have 
you know, it, it goes one, one, you have one bounce go one way. And all of a sudden you're minus two fifty favorites losing and they don't yeah. necessarily have their best arms in, in their third elimination game. So uh, I think these, these games will be the least chalky, but that being said, it's still probably going to be mostly chalk. I'll, I'll also say this real quick. Look at the line of the total here for Notre Dame, Tennessee. All right. 11, right? Like, Tennessee generally covers that by themselves. Like, so, you know, the books are telling you that, this, you know, that Notre Dame, again, nothing against them, that they're not like, you know, Georgia Tech or Campbell coming in where it's like both of these teams could put up 10 runs. Like, they're expecting a somewhat pretty low, to- you know, score here. So if you could get Tennessee under 11, if you could get a 10.5 or even like 10, 9.5, like if you see it anywhere, go ahead and take it because Tennessee is one of those teams that if they get started early – especially against Notre Dame's number two on a Friday night at home in a rowdy, rowdy atmosphere, like they'll go off. So if you're going to play a total, you're going to play an over. Yeah. The, the game one might be the one for you. I like it. I like it. Uh, you guys got anything else on uh, game one here? This super. Nope. Nope. All right. We'll go to the last super. Now uh, we got, and this might be the most lopsided in all of them, to be honest. We've got the Stanford Super. Stanford's favored, minus 310 versus UConn. Uh, UConn is plus 240. So Stanford would be making back-to-back College World Series appearances uh, after not appearing since 2008 if they win the series. UConn's traveling cross-country for this game. They haven't made a College World Series appearance since 1979, although... When I was doing my research, it did seem that they kind of had a, a, a very good 70s uh, team, and they made it to the College World Series a decent amount. But since then, they really haven't done anything. Um, and then game one, I thought, interesting. Stanford's only minus 195 for game one, whereas they're minus 310 for the Super. Um, and then the only thing I'll even say here is uh, this might be the only series that I might lay off the over two and a half on. Um, I really don't trust UConn at all. And y'all know how much I don't trust Stanford. So this is saying a lot for me, but I I just really don't trust either team here. And I really don't like this line, but Stanford wins. And that's really all it's about. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Uh, Jake, you got anything? Yeah, I don't have anything for for this super. Um, UConn's just a good team all around. It's very interesting. They lost their stud. They have a Stud left-handed pitcher Reggie Crawford who throws a 101. He needed Tommy John before the season, so it's remarkable that they've gone this far without them, without him. But they're, they're just a good team. Stanford, they'll give you a heart attack uh, if you bet on them. But they were one of my picks to make Omaha before the season. I'm st- still want to stick with that. I just don't like the value here. Yeah, speaking to that heart attack statement, uh, Stanford in their championship game against Texas State, they it was 1-1 going into the ninth, went down 3-1 in the top of the ninth, and then hit back-to-back home runs in the bottom before walking it off to go two supers. So, And then on the other side, you had UConn against Maryland. We saw a f- phantom, to say the least, uh, runners out of the base path call, whatever you want to call it. That umpire was just trying to... Get the but there was some themselves. bad, there was some bad umpiring going on in the regionals. Hopefully, yeah. they up. But there was, there were some games. They don't let anyone have fun any, anymore, which is annoying. It's college baseball. It's supposed to have fun. These players are supposed to have emotion. Um, so it's annoying when when an umpire is pushing a guy to run towards first base after he hit a home run. Let them let them flip their bats. Let them do whatever they want. Yeah, I completely agree. That's why we love college baseball, too. It's about the emotion. Um, and there's no, I mean, you, you will see a lot of hit by pitches, just not purposely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. these college guys don't pitches. have great con- control of their pitches. Yeah, but yeah, no, I completely agree. We need the emotion there. Um, AB, you got anything? So, yeah, look, I, I made a promise to everybody in the regionals, like when we took Stanford, you know, in games and to win the regional, I, it, we made it clear, like, this team is not fun. Uh, they're mm. they're going to give you, they're, they're going to put 10 years on you, on your life at the end. Like, they're, it's going to get clipped off. Like, they, they, they're just, they make everything so difficult. And, like, they can hit, but they, they cannot hit off-speed pitches, right? Like, you know, they were just swinging at just, just god-awful. Um, so I'll say this, no official plays for me. Uh, we took, you know, our wins in Stanford, and we'll be good with that. I will say this. 
you know, Saturday at, you know, 1030 Eastern, obviously, you know, it's West yeah. Coast. Um, you, It might not be a bad play to play game one, the under 11. Like I could see Stanford winning like 5-1, right? Like I'm not coming out with it. Like it's not an official pick. I have no official picks on the series. You know, we'll look at it game to game. But it might be a good under because Stanford's bats were god-awful in the regional. Like, they just were. Now, they got timely hitting, like you said, you know, in the ninth. But, like, they, they – they, besides game one, like, they did not look good at all. And that was what? They had to win three games, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it was just – it was it was terrible. Like, it was just awful. So, uh, long story short, no official plays for me on it. Uh, but you might take a look. You know, at some unders here because I could see UConn, even though, you know, they are a good baseball team, that's a long way to travel. And if Stanford just gets up on you by a couple runs, it's it, it feels more than it is. Uh, I, I, this is one where I could see UConn coming out, play two games, get bounced, and they scored like four runs total the entire weekend. Yeah, and that's a good point. Uh, this is a Saturday night game at 10.30 Eastern, and then the Auburn-Oregon State game is a 10 p.m. Saturday night game. So both those East Coast teams have to travel across the country and play in these super late games that could be very off-putting. Um, and, yeah, honestly, I, I wish Stanford was playing it's literally any other team, uh, any other of the 14 teams in this super. I would probably fade Stanford here. Um, but I just do not trust UConn at all. And there, it's, 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 I'm with you. It's impossible. Like, if if Arkansas were going to Stanford, I would take Arkansas to win the Super Regional, it, right? Like, honestly. But it, I it's would just take it, any other team. Besides yeah. UConn besides literally. UConn, it's the one where you're like, literally, like, they could score four runs all weekend, and yeah. it's the quietest Super Regional of all time. What's even crazier is uh, Stanford's won 20 of their last 21 games. And so it's not like they're a bad team. They just no. Do they just like they, yeah, they, it's, win. they, they just win. win. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And it's not yeah, it's not fun betting on them. And that's also why like Stanford at say minus one and a half probably isn't a great bet. Um, if you're gonna bet on them, you probably have to pay, pay the juice and sweat the money line. Um, Jake, do you think their start their so I know their ace uh, started pitching in their first game, didn't pitch well, and came in as a reliever and pitched well, right? Do you think he's gonna go in game one? So he came in a reliever in game three, I think it is. So, like, it's weird how Stanford uses their pitchers. They have two really good pitchers, Alex Williams and Quinn Matthews. Both have, like, a sub-three RA. I'd probably say Williams goes game one, Matthews goes game two, or maybe even comes in relief. Um, he, I think he went five, six innings in relief over the regionals. Now that I'm looking at it, I kind of like what A.B. was talking about with the under. You get it under 11.5 on Caesars right now. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I think that's definitely a good play. I, I think attacking Stanford here. It's funny how Jake mentioned they are twenty. They've won twenty of their last twenty-one games, and yet we're still here criticizing them. Yeah, it's, 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 it, you're right. Like that's what makes it so difficult. And the scary part is that you know we we talk about the under, which you know theoretically is one of those like if you played it ten times, you probably hit it seven minimum. But at any point, like, UConn's pitching could go down as well. And Stanford can put 25 runs on you. Like, they're good. They're just, like, they're just so streaky. They're like Maryland. Like, this is our Maryland team. They either score 25 runs or four. Like, that's yeah. what they do. And when they scored 25 runs, they let up 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. You got, you like anything? I mean, we basically just talked about game one. But you like anything else, either of you guys? Nothing else. Maybe the under 11 and a half. That's it. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate all of y'all tuning in for this. Um, we're each going to tweet and send out our official plays. I know there's a lot of information in this, but uh, we wanted to get it all out. Um, so then AB can go out and uh, put this together for y'all and make it uh, available in your early edge uh, streams. So um, look out for tweets from us about our our. Uh, official plays and yeah thank you guys for tuning in you guys got anything else uh no i don't first off appreciate you guys uh you know doing this bowman thank you so much you know for hosting it jacob obviously thanks for uh you know your brilliant expertise like you know these teams better than anybody on the planet once we get past super regionals we'll obviously do another one for the college world series 
Unders in game one, College World Series. Absolutely. It's a lot of hoopla, a lot of travel, and that park in Omaha is not a hitter's park. So that is that is a big boy MLB park. So I'll just say that. Like unless you're Peter Alonzo. Yeah. Alonzo is the only guy I really remember just taking advantage and hitting it to dead center. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. Game game one unders in the in the college world series are very, very profitable. So to recap our picks here, Bowman, you're on Ole Miss to win the series minus 110. North Carolina to win their series minus 110. Texas to win their series minus 170. Oregon State to win their series minus 165. Texas A&M to win their series minus 155. And game one, Virginia Tech money line minus 145. Jake Fedner, you are on game one, Texas A&M money line plus 110. Game one, Tennessee on the run line minus one and a half minus 170. Game one, Oklahoma, Virginia Tech over 12 and a half. Game one, UConn, Stanford under 11 and a half. Both of those priced minus 110. Arkansas, North Carolina over two and a half games at minus 130. Ole Miss, Southern Miss over two and a half games minus 140. Auburn, Oregon State over two and a half games minus 130. Oklahoma, Virginia Tech over two and a half games minus 115. Allen, I am on game one, Virginia Tech money line minus 145. Arkansas to win their series minus 110. Arkansas, North Carolina over two and a half games minus 130. Louisville, Texas A&M over two and a half games minus 130. Oregon State to win their series minus 165. Auburn, Oregon State over two and a half games minus 130. Ole Miss to win their series over Southern Miss minus 110. And Ole Miss, Southern Miss over two and a half games minus 140. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll we'll do this again uh, for the College World Series. Um, But other than that, enjoy your weeks. uh, Enjoy your weekend of college baseball. And thank you all for tuning in. Thanks, AB. And thanks, Jake, for, for putting some knowledge in our brains. Awesome, man. See you guys. All right. See you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.